0: This episode of the Alchemist Pop Podcast was brought to you by Stem Cultivation. Stem Cultivation was founded in 2017 to create affordable next-generation hydroponic vertical farming solutions for commercial growers. The problem they solve sits at the intersection of yield costs, consistency, and predictability that help contribute to the volatility in price and supply that is seen across the industry. They add value to their clients in four ways. One, reduce cultivator startup and ongoing operating expenses. Two, increases yield efficiency as measured by spatial, weight, and energy ratios. Three, maintain optimized grow environments at scale. And four, allow growers of any size, experience, or license limitation, for example plant count, canopy size, or etc, to thrive in a competitive market. As markets mature and wholesale cannabis prices drop, the cost of production can become an existential threat to growers. Stem Cultivation's answer is the StemBox, a modular pop-up grow space purpose-built to produce large, clean, and consistent yields with the lowest total cost of ownership compared to traditional indoor growing. Their platform exploits what is considered true vertical hydroponic farming that combines energy-efficient or LED lighting, best-of-breed HVAC, and precision environmental controls to create an isolated, self-contained, and reliable cultivation platform. Check them out at www.stemcultivation.com and tell them The Alchemist sent you. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Alchemist Pod Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Hildebrand, and this is the podcast where we discuss everything cannabis in New York State. Today, we have another episode of Your Week in Weed for the week of April 4th, 2019 through April 9th. Let's get to it. This past Monday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo insisted New York will pass a law to legalize adult use cannabis by the end of the legislative session in June. We will get marijuana done, he said. It's not a question of political desire. It's a question of practical reality of how you put the new system in place. Some lawmakers, such as Senator Diane Savino, are not so convinced. This is going to be more difficult to pass as a standalone bill outside the budget, she said. Look what happened in New Jersey last week. Noting the legislator there, lacked the votes despite a strong backing from Governor Phil Murphy. Although public opinion polls consistently show that a majority of New York voters favor pot legalization, the governor admits it, quote, won't be easy, but the challenges are not insurmountable. He said, you still need to control and regulate. You don't want 14-year-olds having access to marijuana, so how you do it is frankly the tougher part of the equation. In the rush of the budget, we couldn't do it intelligently. We have the whole rest of the session to get it done. While Governor Cuomo stays strong in his resolve to legalize adult use cannabis in New York, a new group called We Rise to Legalize, run by Reverend Al Sharpton's disciple, Lamont Blonde, It's working hard on moving support in minority communities for cannabis legalization, along with its lobbying firm, Sunshine Socks. Al Sharpton and its National Action Network, as well as the Black Institute, headed by longtime social justice activist Bertha Lewis, have also spoken out recently in support of cannabis legalization. We are for legalization as long as there is criminal justice reform, including the expungement of criminal records for possession and sale of marijuana, said Sharpton. Sharpton has now spoken to both Assembly Speaker Carl Heastie, a Democrat from the Bronx, and Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, a Democrat from Yonkers, about cannabis legalization and restorative justice. Among criminal justice reforms, advocates are also calling for job and ownership opportunities in the cannabis industry from seed to sale for those communities that have been most harmed by cannabis prohibition. According to a February 2018 report released by John Jay College of Justice, marijuana prohibition has disproportionately affected some communities in New York State. The report found that racial disparities have persisted in arrests for marijuana charges over the last two decades. Drug testing has been in the headlines again this week. New York City Council's Committee on Civil and Human Rights voted unanimously while deciding on passing a new law bearing drug tests for employment. The law, which is now being sent to the full council for a vote, specifically seeks to prevent employers requiring prospective employees to submit to testing for a THC, the active drug in marijuana, as part of pre-hiring screening. Committee chair Matt eugene explained the importance of the law in the context of legalization in New York and beyond. Unlike alcohol or other recreational drugs, the active ingredients in marijuana can linger in the system for weeks, he said. This potentially leaves New Yorkers vulnerable to failing a work-related marijuana drug test, even if they are legally consuming marijuana. New York State has already legalized medical use of marijuana. With over 96,000 patients registered to access the drug, according to the state's Department of Health, what we're trying to prevent, states Eugene, is that some people get punished for doing what the legislation allows them to do. The city council was also poised to pass a bill this past Monday that would stop the city from conducting tests for marijuana on people who are on probation. This bill will close one trap door that trips people up, said the council's Public Safety Committee chair, Donovan Richards, to the Daily News. Too many people come out, they are trying to do better, and they get busted for marijuana and go back into jail or prison. That sets them way back. The bill was proposed by Richards on February 19th. We all know there's no public safety value in violating people over low-level marijuana offenses. Especially today when the state has already legalized medical marijuana and is talking about legalizing recreational use, Richards said. The Daily News reports that 20,000 adults and teens were on probation in 2018 and 600 of them were tested for marijuana. Out of those tested, about 270 were rearrested on a marijuana charge during that year. For every 10 people who successfully completed parole, 9 are sent back to prison usually for technical violations like marijuana, Richard said. We're trying to build stable communities, he said. We want to stabilize people's lives as much as possible. To violate people for marijuana is a miscarriage of justice. Richards believes probation and parole are no longer working as they intended. Probation and parole have become much larger than they originally intended, with burdensome conditions that serve as tripwires to incarceration rather than as alternatives, he said. Adding that there was no evidence showing that marijuana use, quote, threatens public safety. Likewise, there is no public safety justification for routine testing for marijuana for probation and parole, he said. The New York Post this week released a report claiming New Yorkers are flocking to the border to get their hands on legal cannabis. I'd say we get dozens, if not hundreds, a day from the greater New York City area, Brandon Pollock, CEO of the Theory Wellness Dispensary, said. We get people coming up in zip cars, people carpooling, people who say they hardly ever drive at all, but they will drive to purchase cannabis. Sales records provided by Theory to the New York Post show that about 15,000 New Yorkers have made purchases there since it opened in January 11th. Pollock acknowledged that being so close to the Big Apple, about a a two-and-a-half-hour drive, was a big factor in locating his business, and that about half of his customers are from New York, including the Big Apple. In the city, you never know exactly what you're going to get. There might be chemicals or other additives, and that affects the quality, said New York resident Ronaldo Santana. The pot here is double the price, but it's much, much better quality, he says, walking away with a $95 quarter of the strained lavender. This is a lot nicer than what I'm used to, having my dealer come over with just a plastic bag, Santana said. Even New York's medical card holders are making the trip. Dave, 66, a registered New York medical marijuana patient, drives from northern Westchester County because New York doesn't allow him to purchase smokable flour, which he prefers. Massachusetts charges 17% tax on pot sales and lets localities tack on another 3%. The state's Department of Revenue has said that it expects to collect as much as $172 million during the fiscal year that begins this July. Meaning it's projecting the industry could ring up more than $1 billion in sales. Money that could be going to New York State if we can get legalization pushed through this legislative session. Looking to get started in New York's upcoming cannabis market? This cannabis convention may be for you. New York Cannabis Insider Live, a business and entrepreneur-focused day of panel discussions, networking opportunities, and more aimed at those interested in the cannabis business, takes place on May 15th at The Egg in downtown Albany. The agenda includes Where We Stand Today, an update on the current state of New York state law and plans for regulations, the local municipal panel, what mayors, health departments, and code enforcement officers need to know. Getting into the business, what is the field like for small business operators? What are the opportunities for microlicensing? And the professional panel, the legal, employment, insurance, and security needs for a cannabis business. There'll be plenty of time built in for networking and discussion. Guest speakers include Carol Galbel, a small business consultant who has helped clients looking to get into the cannabis industry, and Barry Lefkowitz, an expert in government regulatory issues and a lobbyist involved in the creation and expansion of medical cannabis dispensaries in New Jersey. New York medical marijuana provider MedMen is currently eyeing on expansion at 1606 Broadway, located between West 48th and 49th Streets. The Broadway storefront is currently occupied by Saboros Pizza. The Times Square location would put MedMen in one of the most heavily trafficked areas in New York City and make the company's fifth dispensary in New York State. Let's have a quick word from our sponsors. This episode of the Alchemist Pop Podcast was brought to you by STEM Cultivation. Stem Cultivation was founded in 2017 to create affordable, next-generation, hydroponic vertical farming solutions for commercial growers. The problem they solve sits at the intersection of yield costs, consistency, and predictability that help contribute to the volatility in price and supply that is seen across the industry. They add value to their clients in four ways. 1. Reduce cultivator startup and ongoing operating expenses. 2. Increases yield efficiency as measured by spatial, weight, and energy ratios. 3. Maintain optimized grow environments at scale. And 4. Allow growers of any size, experience, or license limitation, for example plant count, canopy size, or etc. to thrive in a competitive market. As markets mature and wholesale cannabis prices drop, the cost of production can become an existential threat to growers. Stem Cultivation's answer is the stem box a modular pop-up growth space purpose-built to produce large, clean, and consistent yields with the lowest total cost of ownership compared to traditional indoor growing. Their platform exploits what is considered true vertical hydroponic farming that combines energy-efficient or LED lighting, best-of-breed HVAC, and precision environmental controls to create an isolated, self-contained, and reliable cultivation platform. Check them out at www.stemcultivation.com and tell them The Alchemist sent you. In CBD news, the U.S. FDA set May 31st as the first date for a hearing on CBD to legalize the cannabis compound as an additive in food and or drinks. The agency will obtain scientific data and information about the safety, manufacturing, product quality, marketing, labeling, and sale of products that contain cannabis or cannabis-derived compounds, according to a document uploaded in the Federal Register on Tuesday. The public hearing will allow people to present data on the safety of the consumption and use of CBD, bringing us one step closer to ending New York City's CBD ingredient ban in cafes, restaurants, and other establishments. The Popcorn Shack, a local popcorn maker located in Buffalo, New York, is looking to enter the CBD market. The Popcorn Shack has about 20 interesting flavors of the popular snack, including their best-selling dill pickle-flavored popcorn. Most recently, however, they introduced four flavors of CBD popcorn. We're always looking to kind of expand on our product line and be innovative, the Popcorn Shack owner Scott Hirsch said. Each 3.25 ounce container has 115 milligrams of CBD per container, and Hirsch said he gets the CBD from two local vendors. Find out more at thatpopcornshack.com. For events, Rock Normal is throwing a 420 bash at Three Heads Brewing in Rochester, New York. The most normal patio party, as they are calling it, will be from 3 to 11 p.m. at 186 Atlantic Avenue, Rochester, New York. For 3 to 6, it will be vendors such as Smoke Shack Jerky, The Artist Al Ferlett, Watson's Sorcery, Mad Hatter's Hideaway, House of Kambuka, Kiss by Latasha, a CBD topical company, and more. Musical guests Dirty Blanket, Space Junk, and Left Handed Second Baseman will be playing the event to benefit Rochester's local normal chapter. Doors open at 3, music starts at 4, and there is a $10 cover charge. And that about wraps it up for another episode of the Alchemist Pop Podcast. Make sure you click that subscribe button to support the show, and to make sure you never miss a new episode of the Alchemist Pop Podcast. If you'd like to look up more information on the stories we report on, be sure to follow us on Facebook and sign up for our newsletter to get the links to the original stories that we discussed today on the podcast. Has something you want to share with us or know someone who would be great for an interview? Email us today at thealchemistpot at gmail.com and send in your questions, comments, and suggestions. As always, stay lifted, New York, stay safe, and we'll see you next week.